Hey, hey, beautiful people, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to level up. Here I cover all things personal development, mindset, healing, spirituality, and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life. All done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy, because who has time for superficial chit chat? Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. I am your host, Monica Ferguson. And this week, I bring you from New York City, the beautiful Kat Kozad, who is a mindset and money manifestation coach. She is phenomenal. Her story of going from $70,000 in debt and healing a lot of stuff, trauma, all these things that so many of us have in common, creating that sense of safety within herself, building on her faith and manifesting the most beautiful life for herself. And she is here to share how she did it. And some of the key tips around working with our mindset. Because as we've got to remember, it is as within, so without. Right? So our dominant beliefs are what manifest. And so if we want to create change, even with money, the first thing we must look at is our actual beliefs around it. And our beliefs around ourselves and what we're worthy of. So I bring you Kat. And hey guys, if you've got any questions for her or any feedback... Fire it through to me because she will definitely be back and I would love to bring that to her for our next episode. So I hope you guys enjoy and as always, let me know your aha moments. Let's get into it. Yay! Hello and welcome! (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I'm so excited to meet you in real life. I mean, this is sort of real life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, as real as we can get being on two different continents, right? I think we're doing well. Yeah, I think we're doing well. Um, you're my first New York City interview, so that's pretty exciting. Big yes, juicy I love apple. That. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start with you. Um, because I have a feeling this is going to be such an awesome, awesome podcast. I've already designed the cover art for it because I can't wait to get it out, and we haven't even recorded it yet. So you just know, mm-hmm. you know, you just know. But um. I feel like I would love, if you're happy to go back to the start of your journey, because I think so many people can relate to that. And I'm just so excited to hear like the process that you went through and kind of all the mindset shifts and stuff you went through to get where you are now, which is just so freaking inspiring. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. First of all, thank you for that. But yeah, absolutely. So um, start of my journey, I mean, for all of us starts in childhood and all of the shit that happens to us in childhood. Uh, so I grew up in a household where my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, my mom wasn't a citizen of the U S and just had to tolerate his behavior to be able to stay in the U S and raise me and my brother. And our household was really toxic. Um, my parents both worked paycheck to paycheck. There was a bunch of like, not any like physical abuse, but abuse around like mental and emotional abuse from the alcohol and all of that. Um, I'm like your stereotypical, well, used to be stereotypical daddy or daddy issues girl. Yeah. 
And um, all of the the shit that I went through growing up, I ended up gaining a lot of weight. So I was super overweight as a kid, was bullied for that, constantly trying to fit in, constantly like trying to be a part of the popular group, um, changing who I was at my core to try and just find acceptance somewhere. And in the midst of all of that, I still felt like there was this little voice inside of me that was like, Kat, you're made for more. Like you're made for a life different than the life that you have right now. But I didn't know how to get to it because I felt so disconnected from it. And so when I graduated high school, uh, everybody went off to college and like, that's definitely what you're expected to do here in the U.S. And I didn't feel called to do that, but everybody told me that it would be a waste of who I was if I didn't go to school and get a degree. Um, So I took a year off and then I ended up going to college and I was just sleeping around, partying, doing drugs, drinking, everything I possibly could to like kind of escape my reality at the time. And not going to lie, it was fun for a while, but ultimately (laughs) it felt like I was even more disconnected from myself. And so I ended up dropping out of college, uh, managing restaurants for a really long time, even though I knew I didn't want to be working in the food and beverage industry. I felt like it was the only thing I could do because I dropped out of college and I had so many limiting beliefs about not being smart enough, not being good enough, just like not being enough in some sort of way. And in the summer of 2019, I decided to move my life across state lines and I moved to a city where I had the opportunity to help build a restaurant from the ground up. And while I was there, that was my first move away from home and all of the vices and all of the comforts that I had from back at home. I no longer had. And I thought that my issues weren't going to follow me there. I thought I was going to get a a, a chance to start fresh, but uh, I guess your problems follow you. Um, So everything just kind of came falling down in on me. And I found myself in like complete rock bottom moment where I didn't really want to live anymore. I wanted to end my life and um, be done with all of this. And I after one night of going out and partying so hard, blacked out, probably shouldn't have woken up that next morning, I woke up on the floor of my apartment and I felt so hopeless, but I had this big wave of light run through my body and it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before in my life. So I got up off the ground, I looked myself in the mirror And I quite literally said to myself, Kat, you have the power to change it all. So why the fuck haven't you yet? Mm -hmm. And from that day moving forward, I made the commitment to myself that I was going to do everything in my power to live life the way that I wanted to versus the way that it had been so far. And that's when intentional manifestation showed up in my life. And I started learning about manifestation, the law of attraction, and implementing all of the different practices of manifestation into my life and made the commitment to live every single day by the law of attraction. Um, And from that moment in the summer of 2019 to now, which is the end of May of 2022, I've gone from $70,000 in debt, working 60 plus hours a week in a job that I absolutely hated, uh, not making enough money to survive and truly at like rock bottom to now being completely financially free multiple six-figure entrepreneur, 
uh, living my dream life here in New York City and living a life that I genuinely never thought was possible for me. And just like feel so fucking grateful for the fact that I've been able to manifest this life that I love so much by making that decision to like really recommit to myself. Yeah. Wow. So good. Drop the mic, drop the mic. Um, I, you know, I, what I love though, is that for so many of us who have that story of like hitting rock bottom and not wanting to be here, it's like that is so often the catalyst isn't it? it just cracks us open and from that i guess it's like we've got nothing to lose so we may as well yeah. go for it and it's like that intense contrast is like the trampoline that we bounce back up off it's it's really Absolutely. interesting yeah and i just 100 percent. yeah oh I sorry like, i didn't mean I, to interrupt you you're all good but it I, is it's like with that with those rock bottom yeah. moments it is i feel like all societies kind of shame like anything that's unpleasant, anything that's like, quote unquote, low vibe, which like, it isn't fucking low vibe. That's the biggest misconception about like our emotions, because we all have to experience polarity. So whether it be like, what I experienced, or whatever the listener is experiencing in their life or have experienced, it's like, you don't have to compare it to anybody else, just because one rock bottom looks different than another rock bottom that polarity exists for a reason and it is it's it's the catapult it's the the trampoline to help you then experience the highs that are available to you in your life yeah i love that and the thing with like comparison i've actually been thinking that thinking about it so much this week like you really have no idea what someone else's rock bottom was like do you because you basically know what someone puts on social media which is hardly ever the truth and it's not the unglamorous stuff but I just love talking to leaders like yourself when you actually get to the nitty gritty of it. And it's like, it's super unpleasant. It's literally lying on the floor, wishing that you could unalive yourself. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not cool, but then it is, it actually is because that's the thing that pushes us forward. And I love this conversation so much. And I love what you shared about your childhood as well. And because that's the thing I feel like so many of us aren't taught that we're taking on all these beliefs and all these experiences and our subconscious is just playing this stuff out, trying to keep us safe because so many of us just haven't healed, right? We've, we've experienced trauma or we've experienced these things and our brain is doing a great job at trying to protect us, which is actually stopping us from getting the things that we want. But we're not yeah. taught this stuff in school. We're taught algebra <laughs> instead. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's like, I, I had a conversation with my mom when I really went all in on my healing journey and like released a lot of the resentment that I had towards like her and my dad and like informed her of the fact that like subconscious mind is formed between ages zero to seven. And she was like, Oh shit. That's when we thought it didn't matter. Yeah. And like, I think that that's, that's the reality for most people. They're unaware of the fact that like we are literal sponges to the world when we are ages zero to seven and like past that point as well. But primarily that's when the subconscious mind is formed. And it's like, if I can only imagine like how different our world could be and would be if there was more awareness of what is important. Like you said, if like we're, we're taught fucking algebra <laughs> as opposed to like how to manage our emotions and like yeah. that emotions aren't bad and that you aren't the thoughts in your head. 
Yes, I love that. And I think also that we create our life. Hardly mm-hmm. anyone knows that, right? Like we, we just react and we feel like life is happening to us. But actually, we have no idea of the fact that we can change everything by changing our beliefs and our thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Radical yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And I, I'm super curious to ask you over in yeah. New Zealand if it's similar, because here in the US, it is. It's like talking about like, oh, I create my reality. Like here in New York City, especially, it's like a bunch of like corporate offices and like um jobs like that and me coming along being like oh I create my reality like I work four hours a day and like I make multiple five figures a month and like I travel around the world and I do whatever the fuck I want they're like ha 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 like are you selling something illegal like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) um Whereas, like, I'm super curious like what's the dynamic like there over in New Zealand exactly the same yeah yeah, <laughs> we, we have a lot of like farmers and stuff like that here, but it's very, yeah, if you kind of come out and say, oh, we create our own reality, people sort of think you're woo-woo, right? Or you're mm-hmm. lying. Um, there's a lot of quote-unquote realistic, be realistic, you know, realistic thinking. Um, so yeah, I've, I've noticed like coming out more and more in my work with mindset coaching and stuff, I've definitely noticed the resistance that I have around even using the word manifestation, like that's been a process for me to even come out and say that because it's like, oh no, people are going to think this. But then, you know, got to remember, those aren't my people. Those are not the ones I'm here totally. to serve. The ones here, the ones that I'm here for hear this word manifestation and I like let the fuck up. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I, if, can we go back in time to like this morning when you wake up and you're on the floor and you're just like, shit, I'm here for more. I know that I'm here for more. Mm-hmm. I would be, I'd love to hear about your thought process from that point where you're like, you've realized I'm, this is not my life, but your reality is the exact opposite of what you're actually about. Like, so you're super in debt, you're working a job that's not yours. How do you then start manifesting this life that you have now from that point where all the evidence is showing you exactly what you don't want? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm um, going back to that morning that I was talking about I remember that, and this is something, so I always felt connected to something in my life. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have a name for it. My dad was a pastor's son and he completely rebelled against religion. So like we, if I even mentioned God or Jesus in my household, it was like, shut down, do not talk about it. Um, Whereas like my mom was raised Catholic and like also really didn't speak about her faith. And I always felt so confused because I felt connected to something, but there wasn't any words for it. Mm -hmm. And that morning, I, as I felt like that, that light rush over me and like that moment, um, I was like, holy shit, like this is, this is the thing that I felt connected to. And I was just like, I like, I fully fucking surrender. I didn't have the word surrender at the time, but it was just like full moment of surrender to this thing and like full faith and trust in the fact that there was a reason that one, I did wake up that morning and two, that I felt this way and had the, the inspiration and the urge to get up and be like, okay, it's time to change my fucking life. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of it really came down to faith, honestly. 
to this day, my, my favorite affirmation and like guiding light that I always go back to is the words, my faith is greater than my fears, because no matter where you're at in life, no matter uh, if you're where I'm at now or where I was at when I had that come to Jesus moment, yeah. um, fear is always going to be there. It's going to be present. And if you can connect to that faith inside of yourself and faith in something, then faith is going to guide you past whatever the circumstance is, even and especially when it doesn't feel like it. So yeah, like I was working this job that I absolutely hated. It was such a toxic environment. Um, I had no freaking money and I was slowly but surely starting to learn starting to learn about intentional manifestation um and it was like right after that day that a podcast randomly uh showed up on my instagram feed i wasn't following this girl like nothing no connection to the girl who i started listening to the podcast and i was like huh this is weird so i, sh- I clicked on it and started listening to it and she was talking about the universal laws and how they play in into your subconscious mind as like in the universe and in nature. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's something to this. And so I started to binge all of those different things about manifestation and was like, I have no clue like what this really is. But I started to learn that like I had manifested the shit reality that I was living and that if I had the power to manifest the shit reality that I was living, then I had the power to create something different. And yeah. So I just like went all in, went all freaking in on it and learned everything I possibly could and really started to identify like if I was a different version of myself that could have anything that I wanted, what would I want? And I got clear on the fact that I wanted time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, and to help other people in some sort of way. I had no clue that I would be doing what I'm doing now. I just knew that like people were important to me. And then I started praying and I started uh, asking for guidance from the universe to guide me towards whatever it was that was going to allow me to have time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, and make an impact on the lives of other people. And the the path towards teaching people manifestation and um, incorporating manifestation practices and like becoming the embodiment of that higher version of myself just became so clear and so so evident as I continued to ask for those signs and like really was diving into my own inner workings and clearing and healing those different wounds and traumas and limiting beliefs that I had about myself Mm. yeah yeah I love that It's so funny because I think so many people want like a step-by-step thing, like just do this, wave your magic wand here, speak these words, and then everything appears. But there's something about the boldness of faith, like the boldness to just believe even when you can't see, even when you have no idea how it's going to work out, even when your life looks like total shit right now. To, to be like so committed and courageous to hold that focus and that vision. I have goosebumps. Like, I just love that so much. Um, and I love that you're speaking about like your affirmations and scripture and stuff. Cause I have a whole folder of scripture 
that I save. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is um, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so every mm-hmm. time, goes bumps again. <laughs> it's going to be one of those conversations. But, um, you know, every time you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how this is going to work out. And when I remember that, like, and also now I've got more popping into my head. You know, like, we have not come this far to only come this far. Like, I have not brought you yeah. this far to, to leave you. And it just is so beautiful. It's just so, so yeah. beautiful. But it's like, you have to choose it. You have to choose it in every moment to believe, to have faith. Even when your mind is just like, but how am I going to pay my bills? Or how is this going to work out? Our choice to be like, it always works out. Like, everything's always working out for me. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's big. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. And yeah. I will say, in addition to that, it's like, I think especially for women, we're taught not to have faith in ourselves. And we're also like taught not to have faith in like something greater than us. Like we're, we're taught to like, yeah, have this disconnect and have this distrust. And what I found for myself and the women that I work with is like, it's a muscle that you build. It's not just something that like you innately have or you don't have. Just like you said, it's a choice. And I believe everything in our life is a choice. And so like by making that active choice and continually bringing yourself back to the decision that you're choosing to believe in something and you're choosing to believe in yourself, it's just like going to the gym and doing those bicep curls. The more that you do those bicep curls, the stronger and stronger that you're going to get. And the more that you return to your faith and you put that trust in yourself, the stronger and stronger that muscle is going to get. It's almost like bicep curls for the brain. And you're ultimately going to get to the place where it feels like second nature. Like none of the things that I was doing when I first started my intentional manifestation journey feel like work anymore. They're just like who I am. It's just second nature. It's like, this is, this is the new programming. This is the new me right? This is the me that I've always supposed to have been. Um, so it really is. It's like, I love what you said on this choice piece, because it's like, we have the choice every single day, every single moment to re-choose what is going to serve us. And like, what is going to allow us to really shift what's happening in our external reality. Just like you're saying with the, the bill example is like freaking out about your bills And then choosing to believe in the fact that like you're guided, you're supported, you can trust yourself, you can take action, you can do all of these different things. It's like, why the fuck would you sit around and freak out about it and feel like you're the victim to your bills when there's all of these other things at play that are trying to support you in every single moment? Yeah, love that. Okay, so do you have any tips around creating a feeling of safety and like calming your nervous system when these situations arise and your mind is just like, Oh my God, we're going to be homeless and we're going to live under a bridge and I'm going to be alone forever. When all those sorts of thoughts kick in, you know, how do you, what do you recommend for people to do? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I feel like safety is like the center point of manifestation. Um, so, uh, when it comes to like creating internal safety inside of yourself, start small with like literally just repeating to yourself over and over again, some sort of anchor affirmation of like, I'm safe. I'm safe to be here. I'm safe to do this. I'm safe to experience this. Um, I'm safe in my body because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you're thinking about that bill, 
and you're freaking the fuck out. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to lose all my friends, all my family, all this, all that. It's like your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between that being a thought and that being reality. So you're literally putting yourself into survival. You're putting yourself into the flight, fight, hide response. Mm -hmm. And the same thing applies if you're to tell yourself, I'm safe. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So if you can stop yourself for a moment and really just, even if you don't believe it at first, say to yourself, I'm safe, safe to be here. I'm safe to do this. I'm safe to whatever. Mm. And repeat that to yourself and try to connect with your breath. I always, I always hold my hands over my heart center as I'm saying all of these different things. Yeah. It's like that brings your subconscious mind out of that state of survival, which is then going to help your nervous system and all of the stress hormones in your body calm down so that you can actually think from like a calm and rational state. Um, and also like be in the position that you can more clearly hear if there's inspiration there that is telling you like, okay, yeah, this bills do. And I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, but oh my God, like inspiration, inspired action, like intuition just kicked in. And I remember that I have X amount of dollars sitting in this account or this person owes me this money. Maybe I should reach out to them. Or um, there's this opportunity that just showed up that wants to pay me X amount of dollars, like whatever the circumstance is. Because also our, our brains show us what we believe. So it's like, if we believe that money's available, anywhere out there, then there's this sneaky little thing in our brain called the reticular reticular activating system that is going to then look outwards and be like, oh, look at all of these different ways that I can make it happen. But it can also work against you if you're like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Then you're going <laughs> to yeah. see all of the reasons that you're fucked. Yeah. Yes. I love this. And one of the... um. I used to get really caught up in like the comparison game, you know, and like you look at people who are further along and then you feel bad about yourself. I'm like, this makes literally no sense. But what I've learned to do now is, you know, uh, universal law, uh, the law of oneness. And I love that, that whenever I have doubts or whatever, or I have moments where I think, oh my gosh, um, you can look at all these amazing people like yourself who have created this. And it's like, if it's possible for you, it's possible for me. It's possible for all mm -hmm. of us. So that's so cool. That's so inspiring, right? To, be, to actually look for evidence of everyone else who's doing it already. It's like, of course we can do it. Of course we can. Yeah. 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 Of course we can. And it yeah. is. It's like qualities and traits that any of those people that inspire you or like you compare yourself to possess. Yeah, you do. You have them inside of you. You just haven't either given yourself permission to tap into yet, or you haven't learned how to tap into yet. And that's like, that's an exciting journey to be on as opposed to just being like, oh, well, they can have it and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you say, if that's your belief, that's what you're going to see. All the reasons why you can't have it. If, if that's what we believe. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I'm super curious as well. So to go back again, for your, your particular mm -hmm. journey around your self-concept and like your healing journey, because what I've noticed, and I know like from my journey as well, so much of it, some, so much of the stuff that I had to work through was like 
resentment that I had towards myself. And like, I needed to forgive myself for all the quote unquote mistakes that I had made when I didn't know any better, when I was unconsciously Mm -hmm. manifesting my life. How did you like start to really build this beautiful, like loving relationship with yourself when again, like your external world was not showing that. What was the, the path for you? That's such a good question. So I feel like there's been a fuck ton of stuff (laughs) that has like really played into it. But I'd say um, the initial shift was putting myself like honestly in uncomfortable circumstances and seeing how I could work through them. Um, So like a really good example of this, and this may sound small to some people, is like I felt so uncomfortable with myself. I like disliked myself so much that listening to myself talk or showing myself was something that I didn't feel comfortable with whatsoever. So I made a promise to myself one day that I was going to do something every single day that was going to make me uncomfortable. And the first thing that I started with was getting on my Instagram story and talking about my journey and sharing where I was at and like what started this like inspiration to get going. Mm. And it took me four hours to record a single Instagram story, a minute long Instagram story, because I was just like, this is awful, kept deleting it, but like still kept that commitment to myself that I was going to do it. And as I was catching myself in those stories of like, this is awful. Like nobody wants to hear from you. I like all of the self-deprecating thoughts that I always used to have. I would stop myself and be like, okay, that doesn't have to be true. Like, what am I, what am I choosing to be true instead? And definitely wasn't perfect a hundred percent of the time with it. Definitely am not still perfect with it a hundred percent of the time, but, um, it really helped because in those uncomfortable circumstances, it's like, that's when our inner critic's going to be the loudest uh, because it's the time that you're not in a zone of safety or something that's known, something that's comfortable. And so all of the stories about yourself are going to come to the surface. And so like, I just threw myself into them as much as I possibly could to hear what was coming up and actively work through it. Um, And In addition to that, I think that one of the biggest pieces of my journey of healing my relationship with myself was really learning that I never chose to think those things about myself. Like everything in life is a learned behavior. And one of the, like, honestly, it was, it was really hard for me and really like sad for me to recognize this, but it was like recognizing that I had such self-deprecating thoughts and behaviors because my mom did the same thing to herself. Mm -hmm. My mom always built me up. My mom always built my brother up, but she didn't build herself up. And watching that behavior is then the behavior that I took on and I completely embodied for my life up until really getting into my healing journey. So I think that that's a huge thing for anybody who's listening to like, know is that you aren't like, you didn't decide these things for yourself. You didn't choose your limiting beliefs. You learned them from somewhere. And because you learned them from somewhere means that like, once you can pinpoint that and identify it, you can start to heal that piece and unlearn that shit 
and then learn something that is going to be so much more supportive to the life that you're wanting to create for yourself and the relationship that you're wanting to have with yourself. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah. So, oh, so much goodness. I, um, Awesome, my brain's just going crazy. Can you see sparks coming off my head right now? <laughs> I can. <laughs> That's a good internet connection. Um, so <laughs> if, we, if we're thinking about our own self-worth and our own self-concept, how important is that to manifest money? So fucking important. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. It's like, I'm sure a lot of people like who are listening to this podcast or in the, the world of manifestation have heard that like, you can only manifest what you feel worthy of. Yeah. And like, that is so true. And one of the biggest things that I always teach is that like money manifestation majority of the time has absolutely nothing to do with money and everything to do with our relationship to ourselves. So like if you're wanting to manifest more money in your life, best thing you can do is heal your relationship with yourself and really like work to the place that you become your own best friend. And like you're your number one supporter. You're the number one person that you trust in your life. Like you are the most important person in your life because when that's the truth, you are the center point of your manifestations. It's like, I think especially like in our societies, it's like we put so much pressure on the money. We put so much pressure on like the appearance. We put so much pressure on like these external things. And because we do that, we give so much of our power away to those things and say like, I'll be happy when X, Y, Z. I'll be happy when I have the money. I'll be happy when I lose the weight. I'll be happy when I have the boyfriend. I'll be happy when. And it is, it's like, it's giving all of our power away And when you can turn all of that power back around and just be like, when I choose myself, when I truly become like my number one supporter and see myself as the number one person in my life, then like everything else is a byproduct of that. Money's a byproduct of that. Love's a byproduct of that. The house, the car, the career, whatever it is that you're wanting to manifest is a byproduct of you getting your inner world into alignment. Yeah. I love this so much. I just keep hearing as within, so without. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's it, isn't it? And it's so funny because like you see a lot of things online and it sort of feels fluffy. You know, we talk about self-love and people post a lot of photos of themselves in a bubble bath or whatever. And you're like, that's not self. Like, yeah, that's, that's great. Do that. But I think, I know for me, you know, the greatest transformation have been those moments sitting at my journal bawling my eyes out, like feeling all the shit that's so painful, forgiving myself for things, like honoring my inner child for these things that happened that I never really gave myself permission to look at. Like that's the work, isn't it? And when that shifts and then you actually start to be able to really cultivate that relationship with yourself and see yourself as you truly are, not through this lens of all the stuff that's happened to us. Um, it's like, that's where the power is, but it's so uncomfortable and not fun and not easy a lot of the time. Um, and I know in, in New Zealand, so my mum actually lives in Washington, DC. Oh, cool. And she's been there for ages, but we've always talked about the cultural differences between Americans and New Zealanders. Um, cause America, you know, you guys do have this kind of like entrepreneurial, yay, go and get your dream kind of culture. Whereas here we have tall poppy. 
So if you go out and get what you want, people will pull you down. Like, who do you think you are to dream big? So lots of my clients, they come in with all this resistance around not wanting to stand out, not wanting to be seen. Mm -hmm. What are people going to think if I try and start a business or write the book? And so it's like we almost self, well, not even almost, we self-sabotage. We don't want to have an amazing relationship with ourselves because we're afraid Mm -hmm. of what other people will think if we're up ourselves, you know, if we're too into ourselves. What would you, what would you say about that? (laughs) What would you speak to that? What I would say about that, two things. First thing is like fucking do it anyways, because you get to be the person who gets to start to create a new paradigm. And like the more people who get on board with that, the more the culture is going to change. Because it's like if everybody just keeps appeasing all of these outdated rules that like fucking suck and don't (laughs) serve you in any sort of way and keep you smaller than who you actually are, then like that's the, that's the reality. And that's the paradigm that's going to continue to play out. But if you choose to face the discomfort anyways, and be okay with the fact that old foundations are going to crumble in order for something so much more magical to be built on top of a foundation that can actually support it, then that eventually is going to shift the energy and like the, the collective energy of the people around you. Um, and honestly, it's like, I can say that I have been reality in life because I come from small town Colorado, like a town of 5,000 people. And in small town Colorado, it's like you don't stick out. Like you want to fit in. You want to be a part of like what everybody else is doing. And to stick out, it's like you get bullied. You get, you get all of the fucking things. Um, so second thing that comes up is like, it, it is, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to lie about that whatsoever. I, <laughs> I have a very no bullshit approach to all of this because it's like, I think sugarcoating it and fluffing it up is like the worst fucking thing you could do. It's like, yeah. let's actually be real about yeah. what this journey's like. Um, it's really challenging to choose yourself when everybody else is kind of trying to tell you that like what you're doing is wrong or like who are you to do that or whatever the story may be but kind of going back to like what we we're talking about earlier it's like when your faith in yourself and your faith in the universe or your path is greater than living a mundane life where you have to settle and where you have to compromise on what your actual desires are then it's not going to matter. And like the way that I've seen it in my life, it's like, I've, I've lost a lot of people that I never thought I was going to on my journey to be who and where I am today, but it's okay because I've created so much more space for even greater people and even better circumstances to come into my life. Anything that we leave behind in the process of becoming the versions of ourselves that we are destined to be like we were divinely placed here to be it's like we were supposed to because we get such greater things on the other side and when you do truly commit to yourself and like what is here for you in terms of inspiration um and what does feel like it's divinely yours Mm. Beautiful. I love how faith just runs through everything that you do. It's really beautiful. Lots of people don't speak like that. They're very kind of scientific about it. Like 
write, say your affirmations and, you know, reprogram your subconscious mind. But that's it. It's like, it's the faith that carries you through, right? When you can't see and when things feel so scary, but knowing that we were chosen to be here at this time for, I've goosebumps again, you know, like for a really specific reason, it's not an accident that we're having this conversation or that anyone's going to stumble across it. It's like, I think that's so beautiful to understand that we're part of something so much bigger than ourselves. It's not even about us. It's not about us getting the car that we want. Like, yeah, buy the car that you want. But like, yeah, we're all so much more special than that. It's not about things, right? It's about us actually being who we were born to be. Yep. 100%. And it's like, yeah, those things are a byproduct of that. Like, fuck yeah, I've bought the luxury car (laughs) and I have the nice apartment and all of the different things. But it's like, I'd be okay without them because I know that right here in, in my heart center, in my chest, in my soul, like I'm living in alignment with it. And I, I really appreciate what you say on the faith piece because it's like, yeah. And like, I, I incorporate the scientific piece of this into it too, because it's like, yeah, when we don't believe in something, science is always something that we can depend on. But I mean, I would even love to like challenge everybody who's listening. It's like, if faith is not a part of your practice or like if faith is not a part of what um, you kind of lead with, I would encourage you to, because what you're achieving just with the scientific side of things and just with the logical and practical is going to feel like you dumped gasoline on a fire (laughs) when you incorporate faith into the equation. Yeah. Like anything that you've created from your logical and practical mind, when you can switch into like a faith-based perspective of what's possible for you, it's like your life literally started doing crack and like you you can't keep up with how incredible it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast with couple of boys from Utah actually and mm-hmm. um we were just talking so much about like feminine and masculine energy right we Love were talking that. about like the masculine structure which is that right it's the logic and stuff but when we add the feminine the faith in the flow and we're actually able to receive and I think this is something huge and we're not taught how to do it because society teaches us to hustle they teach us yep. to act in the masculine to make things happen to force things to happen but they don't teach us how to flow, how to trust, how to surrender, how to receive. And that is the magic. Like all of us have burned ourselves out at trying to force everything to happen and it just doesn't work. (laughs) I believe that it's intentional that we are taught just the masculine structure and just the hustle because it's like society, well, not society, but like somebody knows the man knows how fucking powerful the feminine energy is and how powerful faith is. It's like, if we taught people faith instead of hustle and work your ass off and fear-based tactics, then like they wouldn't have the control anymore. So it's like, I don't know. I just like I was saying earlier with like creating a new paradigm, it's like for all the people who are listening to your podcast, it's like, we get to be the people who start to create that, who start to show up in the feminine, who start to show up in faith and inspiration and make this shift in the world where like things actually happen because things don't when you're just hustling all the time, especially for us women. Like we get burnt the fuck out if we hustle all the time. That's like I said, it's like, I work four to five hours a day because 
I know if I do anything beyond that, then like, I'm not going to want to. And yeah. that's not what I'm here for because I love what I'm doing. And I love that I get to have both. Like I get to like experience all of the, the experiences that I'm having, as opposed to just feeling like I have to stay in this box of like hustle and working hard and making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is um, like the energy conversation is so important because we can be hustling for 12 hours a day, but if we feel like trash and we hate what we're doing, we're going to attract at that level, right? Whereas if we show up for four hours a day and we're so grateful and excited and in love with our work, it's going to be a lot more productive, but yeah, we're not talking about And I love that. Yeah. Because imagine if everyone knew the power they had to manifest and they felt so worthy of everything, because that's the other thing, right? We've got all these like mental health issues and no one has very much self-worth or confidence in themselves. And society has created us that way. You know, we're constantly yep. told you're not enough. You're yep. not enough. You're not enough. Um, and then we've internalized it. And that's why this conversation is so cool. When we can actually start saying, actually, you are fucking amazing and so powerful and so worthy of it all. And here's an example of what's possible. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. And I want to throw in on that is like what you're just talking about with like, yeah, you can work 12 hours a day. Um, but it's like the thing that I always come back to, it's, it's not so much the action. It's the energy behind the action. Just like you were saying, it's like, you could show up and hustle for that 12 hours, but if you hate it and you're burnt out and you resent it, then like, that's the energy that you're going to infuse in what you're doing. Whereas like when you can check in with yourself, no matter what it is, like I think about this, even like if I'm going to the grocery store, it's like, what's the energy behind the action? Like, do I want to go to the grocery store right now? Do, and sometimes it's like, yeah, I, like I just need to go even if I don't want to, <laughs> but it's like when we can lead from that sort of energy in our life of like checking in and getting clear on what our energy is before we do it. Yeah one, we're being so much more intentional, so much more aware of where we're at and what's going on for us, which is going to make a huge impact. Um, but also it's like, it completely changes the results that you get in all areas of your life because you are then able to adjust your energy into a state of gratitude or into a state of inspiration or into whatever it is that is then going to actually help you move the needle forward or just like infuse the energy that you want into it as opposed to just like blah energy. Yeah. I love that. Which is of course, feminine energy being present, being present, like in the very moment, present with yourself, present with your thoughts. And I love that because again, we're not taught how to do this. We're so unconscious, right? We're just like going through life reacting. We wake up and see what kind of day we're going to have instead of being intentional Choosing. that we want to do yeah. yeah 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 okay oh my gosh this time is going so fast um we've already gone three minutes <laughs> over so that's why I said my intention was 45 minutes like, okay I reckon let's wrap up with one more question which I'd love to ask you which is cool. specifically about manifestation so if mm -hmm. you decided today that you were going to manifest something what would be your process that you would carry out until you actually manifest that thing Awesome question. <laughs> I believe only manifestation method that you need. Um, and so what for anybody who's listening to this that wants to manifest anything in their life, this is what you get to do. Um, get clear on what that thing is and get clear on who you would be if you already had it. 
So let's say, for example, it's like becoming a millionaire Mm -hmm. because I know so many people are like, I want a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. So it's like, who would you be as a millionaire? How would you walk? How would you talk? What beliefs would you have about yourself? What beliefs would you have about your life? What beliefs would you have about money? What behaviors would you embody? Uh, How would you feel? What would you do for work? Like, all of those different questions, get super, super clear on it and then start to show up as that version of yourself every single day, as often as you possibly can. Because what that's going to do is take you out of the energetic field that you're in right now and what you're attracting and manifesting based off of your current perception of self and place you into a greater energetic field that's in alignment with that higher version of yourself, the the millionaire version of yourself. And that's going to shift the energy that you're then emitting out into the universe and by the universal law of attraction, attracting back into your life. Um, And something that I have a lot of people say is like, okay, well, I was embodying the million dollar version of myself and I didn't embody, or I didn't manifest a million dollars. I only manifested like a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, okay, awesome. You get feedback. Like you have feedback of what you were embodying, the energy that you were in. And now you know what it's like to be in that energy and like, take it up a notch. What, what can you choose to shift? What beliefs, what behaviors, what emotions, um, what habits you have on a daily basis and choose to elevate from that point? Because what it is in my perspective is like just a ladder And every single time you get feedback, any single time you manifest something back into your life, it's feedback of how you can continue to take the next step up on that ladder to eventually get to the place that you're wanting to be. But truly just like, once again, like I said, one and only manifestation method that you need or like way to manifest thing is to get super clear on who you would be as the version of yourself who already has that thing. And if you don't know, it's like, will guess and then get your feedback as you manifest things into your life and then readjust um, because that's going to alter the energy that's going to then create that physical reality. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. That, I can't believe how quickly that time went. Um, I know that was the quickest, <laughs> however long, 45 minutes of my life. I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so amazing though. And I'm so grateful for your time and your wisdom and the inspiration that you are in the world. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me onto your show. My absolute pleasure. And honestly, I would love to have you come back sometime soon. Absolutely. I'm in. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.